0: Hello everyone, and this is a brand new year, so um, we're not even going to wish you a happy new year because everybody else has done that. Welcome to Nostalgia Crew. This is your monthly podcast of all things nostalgia related, and Danielle, we got some good stuff to talk about, I think, this month.
1: Well, oh, that's good.
0: Um, because I'm, I'm going to bring up some later not now but later something that i did today that okay. um either might make you guys laugh warm your hearts make your cry i'm not really sure yeah. um plus um we're also a little later on going to designate something danielle and i respectively that we think will be the future of nostalgia in many many years so be very interesting to see what we each picked and a whole bunch of other stuff going on. So um I'd say let's just jump right into it. Let's get into the deep end of the pool. Mhm. Um so would you like to go first?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. Um there's two things um I had thought of talking about. Uh Obviously not New Year's, because, I mean, it's been almost a month.
0: Well, um, we could still talk about it.
2: I mean, I really, you know. Uh, well, I guess we could start in on New Year's since, you know, figures start to show. Um, I didn't really do anything for New Year's this year. Um, I, you know, I was at home, and I, I don't know. I guess I'm getting old and it's starting to feel overrated. Mm-hmm. Like, just New Year's in general, like, big deal. Uh... And, um, but I watched, uh my parents and I, we watched, oh God, I don't, I, I don't even feel comfortable calling it this anymore because it's really not fair. Right. Dick Clark's-
0: Rocking, Rocking New Year's.
2: Disease, <laughs> which just makes me sadder and sadder that he's not, I know he can't live forever, but it just, uh, it, it's just not the same
1: mm-hmm.
2: as it used to be. And I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, and I don't know who half these people are anymore. I don't know if it's just Dick Clark is, you know, nobody can replace Dick Clark. Nobody.
0: Can right. No one can.
2: Just you. You just can't do it. But I don't know. It's just. It, it's so. Do you ever like? Did you guys watch that, or did you?
1: I'll be.
0: Uh... I'll be honest. I didn't go out because my family was sick, and I didn't want to give anybody germs. Plus, I really wasn't in the mood to go out. Um, but I did go up uh, when I, you know, when it became midnight for the the drop of yeah. the ball. I and this is going to be a when I say this, it'll be like, oh, that's definitely a Bill thing. I ended up watching wrestling on New Year's Eve because, for some odd reason, folks, somebody thought it was a great idea to do a wrestling show on New Year's Eve. So, that's how I brought in the New Year. Plus, the catch was, we'll have the first match of 2018 on this show, which they actually did, but... Um, but you know, I, I, I see your point as far as like the whole New Year's Eve thing goes about how, but it's still, I I think it's still fun to go out and, you know, be with your friends and stuff. Um, sorry if you guys are hearing all these clicks, I'm just going through my emails. Um, but no, I mean, I think. I think New Year's Eve will always be fun, doesn't matter, you know, how old it is, or how old you are. It's just, there are some years, and I, I've said this to some people before, there are just some years where you want to go out, and then there are other years where you're like, you know what, I just don't feel like going out at all. So, so that's what I did.
2: Yeah, yeah so, I just, um... Also, I might blame Friends a little, um, (laughs) because when I was a kid growing up, although it is, it's different now,
1: Mm -hmm. but
2: Friends, I don't know if anybody watches Friends, but there's this episode of Friends called The One with the Routine, where... Ross and Monica, they get to be on Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve, and they get to be the party people, but what I didn't know is that that little segment where there's all these people dancing to like the music, that's pre-taped, Yeah. but <laughs> I thought they were all live until I saw something. so it's now live now, it used to not be live, so I used to watch this part and be like, oh my god, this is so fake, oh my god, these people are so fake. And I used to want to go to the New Year's Eve on Times Square every year. I thought, oh, this will be like a great thing to mm-hmm. do, but it's just so cold.
0: It's too crowded.
2: And the people who are in that little area, like behind Jenny McCarthy or whatever, who, by the way, I just cannot stand for hmm. several reasons, Um, I, that are behind Jenny McCarthy, they can't go to the bathroom for like 11 hours because you're in this little area. Yeah. You can't leave that little area. It's like, yeah, you get to be on TV and wave to everybody, but...
0: Yeah, once you're there, you're there.
2: You can't move, yeah. So, is it really worth it? I mean, um, and, uh, so,
0: and, um, yeah. And and another thing that happened, I didn't watch this, but I did hear about this. This was on um This happened on Fox. Maria Menunos got married. I I on Steve almost said Steve Clark. Steve Harvey's New Year's Eve event. Yes. And so I heard about it and then the, the whoever I heard it from Or whatever show it was on. Like, they kept talking. And the guy that she married... His name is Kevin. But... It is spelled in such a douchebag way... That it is just too funny to not laugh at it. Let me tell you how she spells it. Or he spells it. So the guy she married is Kevin Undergaro. If I mess that name up, I apologize. He spells his name K E V E N. Oh! Uh. How douchebag of a name is that? how
2: such a <laughs> douchebag. So like, I, I heard about that, and it was so weird. Um, that. Because she apparently had a brain injury of some she, sort.
0: She had some kind of condition. She had um, some sort
2: of brain injury. So she's going to get married in like a dress that's like kind of like really flimsy and like below freezing temperatures. I, I, and people were concerned like is this – I, I didn't actually see this happen because we had switched from Steve Harvey to um,
0: – Oh, she actually had a brain tumor.
2: Yeah, I should a brain tumor? I knew it was
0: something. Really
2: um, yeah, because we switched from Steve Harvey to Clark. Because we, my family loves Steve Harvey. We watch him all the time. My mother loves him on Family Feud and uh, at every. He does so many shows on TV. It's ridiculous. But my mother loves Steve Harvey, so we were gonna watch his. But then they kept cutting back and forth to the Showtime at the Apollo, which is just terrible. Um, <laughs> so we just didn't care so. Well.
0: I I joked once I heard that, but Steve Harvey... And Steve Harvey did the ceremony! That's the thing!
2: Yeah! like, you want Steve Harvey to
0: marry you? So I joked to myself that in reality, Steve Harvey divorced Maria and Kevin and instead of them getting Harvey. them married. Yeah! It's like, oh, I'm sorry! I did marry you! I divorced you! Yeah, Mama Steve thick! <laughs> yeah, Steve
2: Harvey... He's on TV so much now. He, he's, like, becoming, like, almost... Uh, actually, he surpassed Gordon Ramsay. At least Gordon Ramsay, you can only find him on one network. All right.
0: <laughs> Who, all right, let me ask you this. Yeah. Is he the male equivalent to Ellen for today's television generation?
2: A bit. I mean, they do actually... Here in Baltimore, him and Ellen come on back-to-back. He comes on at um, 3 p.m. Ellen comes on at 4 p.m. What time? And, um,
0: here. I'm trying to remember what... Th- I, I mean, I don't watch either one. I, I know Ellen comes on at 3 here. I think...
2: Oh, yeah. No, here in Baltimore... I mean, well, you live clo- in a different... Yeah,
0: um, I live closer to D.C., television. so...
2: Yeah, so... Syndic- and they're in syndication, so it varies by what area you live in. But here in Baltimore, Steve Harvey's on at 3 p.m. and Ellen's on at 4 p.m. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and then the news comes on. So, um, but usually, but I don't watch them because if I'm ever home at that time, I'm watching Judge Judy because I'm addicted to Judge Judy, hmm. <laughs> like, hardly addicted. But anyways, <laughs> way, way off topic, um, did you see what Steve Harvey had on?
0: No, I didn't. What did he have?
2: He had, like, this white hat and, um, this white coat. <laughs> they, to, they called him somebody called him frosty the snow pimp.
0: oh god
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god but i i love steve harvey people act like he just came out of nowhere and i'm like
0: he's, he's best been best. around a while
2: i watched him on tv when i was like seven so people forget how long i was like just because you didn't watch he used to be on a sitcom on ABC when I was, like, in elementary Well, school. he had his
0: own show on, um... And he
2: had the Steve Harvey show when I was in high school. Yeah. Middle school, high school. Somewhere in that time frame. And then he also hosted Joe Time at the Apollo when I was growing up. Which, back when it was a good show. Now, they bought it back and it just stinks. I, right. I think American... I, well, I'll get on that topic soon. That'll yeah, be because one.
0: there's a lot coming...
2: There's a lot of revivals. In fact, I was just telling my sister about our show, and she's like, well, what do you talk about? I said, well, it's nostalgia. And I said, and with all these revivals coming out, we have a lot of material. I
0: think last episode might have been the first one where we didn't talk about any shows getting brought back.
2: Well, we have two, three, about, that are getting brought back that have been announced.
0: There's one that got announced that I was very surprised about.
2: There's two. One, I get. The other one, I'm ticked off about for several reasons.
0: Right. Um, anyways,
2: you can go and... All right. So okay. We got Broadway. So what do you want
0: right, to... Um. You know what? First off... I'm going to pimp out this app. Um, I talked about it on uh, another podcast that I do, that wrestling show. And if you have, you know, like a an iPhone or an Android device, I definitely recommend you get it. And Danielle, I think you'd be perfect for this app. It is called Stardust. And what you do on Stardust, because you know, besides Danielle and I, we have tons of people who have thoughts on, you know, something. Well, this app lets you do a brief sixty-second video uh, and give you give a review, your thoughts on a TV show, a movie, whatever. It could be anything. And I first heard of this through the Nostalgia Critic when he did uh, a review towards the end of last year. And I saw it and I was like, "Huh." So I've been a little bit addicted to this app since then. Um if you guys want to find me, it is bobul4 or yeah, bobul04. That's B O B U L L 04. It's absolutely free to use. Um and you can give your reaction on anything. It could be old, it could be new. It could be whatever. And that's the beauty of it. So um but that was a that was a cheap plug there. Um <laughs> No, but, um, during our break... Oh, God. During our break...
2: I just
0: looked it up, sorry. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Um, I discovered a documentary series on Netflix that I absolutely adore, and everyone should watch this. It is called The Toys That Made Us, um... And right now, they've only done four episodes. It's supposed to be an eight-part series. So, um, the four that they've done, in order, Star Wars, Barbie, He-Man, and G.I. Joe. And what's so cool about this, this show is you have a lot of the people who were around when the toys were made, the ideas, the concepts, the, the marketing deals, all that, you know, all of them are there, it is presented so well, um, I think my personal favorite might have to be, well actually they're all good, I mean they're all good, there isn't a bad one in the bunch, Probably the GI Joe one might be my favorite, but the Star Wars one has such an interesting story to it. Um, Obviously, I would recommend Barbie for all the females out there. Um, Although that story's a little bit dark, like how they found the you know how the how the person found the doll that inspired Barbie. Yeah, yeah, I heard
2: about that.
0: Um, but no, I. If you haven't checked it out, folks, it is worth your time. Each episode's at least 45 minutes long. I think there's one that's over 50 minutes, but it's still very, very good. Um, I can't wait to see what the other four are that they do. Um, so, But check it out. The Toys That Made Us, it's on Netflix. Very, very well done. Very, very good
2: yeah i'll have to check out definitely the barbie episode because i really think that people there are some people i will not name names mm-hmm. that have a huge misconception of barbie in general and that their kid apparently possesses no imagination and does not get that just because the doll is marky says oh yes barbie is like uh cheerleader you don't have to play her like that
1: mm-hmm.
2: literally do whatever the heck you want with barbie you can change her outfit you can do and that that drives me crazy when people are like oh my god Barbie's so did it. no you can make her do whatever it is if your kid lacks imagination so much that it has to do literally what the box tells them to do then that's your problem
0: i'll be honest the Barbie one was the one I was the most interested in watching because you know I ha- I mean you have a younger sister I have two older sisters so I yeah. was forced into playing Barbie you know I had to be Ken, Um yeah. so yeah. you know there's that, um, but
2: yeah,
0: I I, I think in e- I'll say this if you're questionable about watching it in each episode there is something for. Everyone. Like you see the toy and it's like, oh my god, I had that.
2: Yeah, that that's part of the reason why I want to watch the Barbie one because literally that's Barbie was a huge part of my childhood. Barbie still I still go down the aisle. I see Barbie's so like oh Bert, you know, and I and I have like several things of Barbies at my parents. Um, that are more than welcome. When I have children, they are more than welcome, too. Then we'll probably have to wash them off. But these things are, like, 20 years old. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I am a huge, huge Barbie. I, I will, like, defend Barbie for the, if I have to because you people... Now, I'm not saying, like, if you have a child that, like, likes to play with sports and likes to play, that's mm-hmm. fine. Let them do it. But if they play with the Barbie doll and your first instinct is, oh, my God, this is um, stereotyping and we need to get them away from the Barbie doll, that ticks me off. Right. That I have a huge issue with that because it's almost as, no, um, I don't think if that is your kid's... Now, if they're making like the Barbie dolls beat the crap out of each other or something, then maybe yes, you probably should talk to them about, you know, whatever. Right. I, I really don't think you know Barbie is about using your imagination. A lot of it like we had we had the house, but we you know, but we had my sister and I made up families for our Barbies. Mm-hmm. Not all of them had a house, so we had to pretend that there were other ones and not they didn't all have the car, so we had to use one car and run them back and forth through. Cause I was my room was on one side of the hallway, my sister's room was on of the other side hallway, and we run the we had this little Barbie Corvette or is it Porsche? It's a Porsche, little Barbie car, that only two people could fit in. Right. Warm, run it back and forth. Yeah, you we had to make up a lot of stuff to for this whole world that we concocted. We didn't have like. Literally, it, it, it's a lot of imagination, and I think that's a huge part of the reason why I play The Sims so much now is because it's literally like kind of like Barbie for me, except mm-hmm. the Sims kind of create stuff and download stuff, and it's kind of but it, it's literally the same concept of what I would do when I played Barbies. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I will definitely watch that because the last Barbie documentary I saw, I believe it was her 40th anniversary. So that was about almost 20 years ago. So I definitely want to see if there's any new information.
0: Uh, you know. Well, uh, I'll...
2: Because,
0: well, I'll say this, Danielle. If you like the Barbie one, then yeah. after that I recommend you watch the other three. Because you don't have to be I, interested... Because I, I, I think you don't have to be interested in any of them to enjoy it.
2: Okay. I mean, I might watch G.I. Joe... And he may, well, he may not remember the cartoon. Star Wars, I don't know, because I'm not a Star Wars, like, at all. Like, I just literally, the only thing remotely related to Star Wars that I even care, well, two things, um, is Spaceballs, which mm-hmm. I saw and didn't even realize it was a parody of Star Wars, which is how little I, you know, I care. And now it's actually funnier now that I know that. Um,. And Carrie Fisher, who sadly, I didn't realize how hilarious she was until after she died. But, ah. Uh, so those are literally, like, if I know anything about Star Wars, it's because of that. right? And because I know, have too many friends who love Star Wars, but. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, I have too many friends who are obsessed with Star Wars or science fiction, and I just am like, ah. <laughs> so, um, and I watched The Big Bang Theory, and there's a lot of
0: references. There is.
2: Yeah, so, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I will, I will watch that, um, the Star Wars one I might watch, because it might be, it's, you know, it seems like it's just about the toys, and not so much the, yeah, so. It's uh,
0: not the fans, it's the toy. Toys. Yeah. Okay. Plus, it has a cool 80s-like theme intro. Well,
2: that's always exciting. so I want, yeah, but that's interesting, I didn't even know about this documentary.
0: It just, I, I think it came out like a month ago,
2: so. Okay, yeah, I'll,
0: I'll definitely put that. Alright, uh, so what else do we have to discuss?
2: Okay, well, like I said, there are some revivals, um, as usual, one is there not. I seriously think people were like, yes, this was successful. Let's revive more things. Actually, you know what? I'll just talk about them all at once because... Okay. Okay. Well, I think we mentioned Roseanne. The new Roseanne starts in March. Yeah, like the end of
0: March, I think.
2: End of March. I'm going to tune in just because I want to see everybody and see how they're doing. That's the only reason I want to tune in, um, if anything. Mm-hmm. That... It's going to be a little political, which. But I'm going to watch it just because I want to see how Roseanne and Dan and Becky and all of them are doing, right. and just see because because I did grow up watching them, and it is kind of like a lot of these revivals. It's like revisiting old friends in a way and checking in on them. If it's a show you grew up watching, and so I'm gonna I I'm am going to watch it just to see how they're doing. Um, I also. They are bringing back American Idol, which I am ticked off about.
0: Right, we've mentioned that in the past.
2: Yes, they—they've um, been airing the commercials. The judges are Lionel Richie, Katy Perry, and Luke Bryan. Which, yeah, I don't really. Remember.
0: No comment from anybody. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, I don't have anything against. Like, I like Lionel Richie. Oh,
0: I got nothing against him either.
2: Yeah, or Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Well
0: Yeah, she's gone a little crazy, I think.
2: But there was you know, but when she was doing Teenage Dream and all that, I loved Katy Perry. Um and Luke Bryant, yeah, you know, he's not terrible. Brian Seacrest, personally, I'm just sick of seeing him, but you know (laughs) uh I'm just ticked off that they took Carol Burnett had a show that was going to come on ABC and was going to air. And then when American Idol got picked up, they pushed that back and I got really ticked off when Mm -hmm. I heard that. Because if you gave me the option, I'd rather watch Carol Burnett. Right. Which, so I was very upset for that reason. And that, Oh, and if you don't know, if you're not familiar with Carol Burnett, look her up on youtube she is hilarious and that is all i'm going to say um, about her and also the most recent announced revival is that they're reviving murphy brown yeah where
0: in the world did this come from
2: i bel- personally i blame the current political climate because in all honesty if it were if it were different i don't think anybody would really care I think it's because of the current political climate. It's because of the current thing about the news media and fake news, and I think that's why they can bring back Murphy Brown. Although she, well, she would be. I shouldn't say that. I was I, gonna say, how old would she be right now? Would be.
0: because like my thing is, like, all I remember from Murphy Brown was the whole incident where, uh, uh, um. Oh, Dan Quayle.
2: Yeah, Dan Quayle.
0: You know, making reference. And, you know, that just got a little... I mean, that was stupid on his part because it was, you know, a a fictional show.
2: That the Vice President of the United States got pissed off because a character on a TV show had a baby out of wedlock. Yeah. not the first one to do that, which made it even funnier. (laughs) She wasn't. Like, there were people on TV who did it. Long before she
0: did, but that was the one they had to jump on. And then, why? Okay, look, we've had this discussion where there's a point. There's a there's a fine line where it's like, okay, enough's enough. I think we have reached that line now. Yeah, it's like it's like really, Murphy Brown. We're bringing Murphy. Bleepin Brown back.
2: The original show ran long enough it, too. Like, yeah, it was going for like. Oh my god, my mother and my mother like my mother loved Murphy Brown when it was on, but she just was like whatever.
0: <laughs> so, uh, it's just. I just mm.
2: Yeah, I, I, but would she even be? I, I I hate to even state it like this, but would Murphy Brown even still be? Would. She, Because she was, how old when the she, like, and I have to look this up because, okay, Candace Bergen is 71, so then, well, there are, there are, I can't remember if Murphy Brown was a newswoman or she worked in a news station. I
0: thought she was a newswoman.
2: Oh, she was a newswoman. I thought. Okay. I didn't know if it was like, I I remember because I was a kid when Murphy Brown was on, so I didn't really pay super close attention to exactly mm-hmm. what she did, but I couldn't remember if she was a newswoman or if it was like the Mary Tyler Moore show where she worked behind the scenes of a news show.
0: So, like I said, this is where I draw the line yeah. on bringing shows back. I mean, if, if this is the case, then why don't we just bring back the Dick Van Dyke show? You know, or better yet, why don't we bring back the honeymooners? Or better yet, why don't we bring back *I Love Lucy*?
2: To be fair, Digby and Dyke and *I Love Lucy* every year around Christmas, CBS reruns and colorized ep- reruns colorized episodes of them, so we kind of have it back in a way.
0: <laughs> it's just, okay. like I say, it's just dumb. I, th- th- yeah. This is the. This is me putting the proverbial X on reviving shows. And then I think I remember reading, like, The Office could be coming back. It's like...
2: I've read about that. Now, that would be weird for several reasons. And then I also read how many original cast members said they wouldn't come back for it. I'm like, well, then shoot, what's the point of watching it? hmm Plus, people forget. See, that's the other thing that ticks me off is... If you're a network, and you're the writers, and you decide to revive these shows, look at how they ended before you decide to do this, because everybody's like, oh, but Jim and Pam won't be back. I'm like, of course Jim and Pam won't be back. They moved to Texas in the last episode. Did you not watch it? (laughs) Like, (laughs) not only that, but the actress who plays Pam also has a new series on ABC in two weeks, so... She wouldn't be back. And John Krasinski's going on to a movie career. He's not going to be back. Steve Carell is still the movie career. He left the show halfway through. Why would he come back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, The Office it, it, and, and that show, the way that they ended it with that finale, they, no, they can't come back. And, I mean, if I wanted to, them to come back, I, I would be curious to see Dwight and Angela and all that. But I can't you know. No, they can't come
1: back. Yeah. Just,
2: and um I mean, put reruns back on. If you want to put, you know, start rerunning stuff cuz that's what we grew up on was a lot of the shows, older shows that I like, they ended before I was born and the reason I know about them is cuz they were rerunning when I was growing up. Yeah. So I got to so I was hooked on it that way. I didn't I didn't need a remake. And they're also remaking I had going on about how I wanted Hollywood to come back with romantic comedies and I missed the, you know, demise and they're remaking like they're remaking Overboard which really ticked me off
0: Um, I think I had heard something about that
2: They're remaking Overboard and which by the way, if you guys haven't seen Overboard, you should see Overboard It's got, it's Kurt Russell Goldie Hawn and it's like the cutest movie and they were a couple, of, they're still a couple in real life. Yeah, um, they still are. Yeah, when they made this, I think they had just started dating when they made this. And, and it shows on screen, and it's just the best, best, I love it. So they took it, they remake it, they swapped the roles so like, the, the it's a single mother and a rich guy, not a single father and a rich woman, yeah. and um. They, uh, and Anna Ferris plays the single mother.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So when I posted it, at, um, the trailer, half the people, my friends were like very angry, like, oh my God, how dare they? But then the other half were like, well, Anna Ferris is hilarious. She could totally do this. I was like, oh yeah, she is. And, and she is because, um, I saw a movie she did a couple years ago called What's Your Number, which was hilarious. Mm-hmm romantic comedy like the ones I grew up on and I really enjoyed it so I mean she could. So I might see it. They're also redoing Splash with Channing Tatum which I didn't really have too much of a
0: So would like. he be the mermaid?
2: Yes. Ah. <laughs> I know would be hypocritical for me to say and I still love Splash. I still love the original. It is a huge classic and it will always be like one of my favorite Tom Hanks movies ever. Um which
0: I know he's done way more since, but that mm-hmm. splash. Always... Um, yeah. So. Uh, oh, go on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. so, last episode, mm-hmm. you and I, we discussed the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. And who we had voted for, and who, you know, what we think would end up being the case. So, um, in between, they did announce their class for 2018, and I'm going to say first who the class is, and then I'm going to give the perfect uh, reply response to that. So, to remind everyone, The class of 2018 for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Bon Jovi. The Cars. Dire Straits. Moody Blues. Nina Simone. And Sister Rosetta Tharp. Or, as I saw one headline, the safest class in the history of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's like... Okay, because... Bon Jovi is, you know, they're the big, you know, big hair band from New Jersey. I mean, we had this discussion. We had a long discussion on this last episode. I mean, there could have been so many good choices to go in. But this is like the safest class for the Hall of Fame, for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ever. I mean,. Can you think of one bad thing that any of those performers have done? Not. not that we
2: know of.
0: Okay, let me take that back. There is one. John Bon Jovi's movie career. Well, I mean,
2: it's
0: not No, I mean, it's just I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm still a little bitter because Judas Priest didn't get in. And this would have been the year I think to do it. But, as I remind myself, not all these acts get in on the first try. You know? So, is it disappointing they didn't get in? For me, it is, but I can live with it because they'll get another chance down the line. But, I mean, it's still a good group, you know?
2: I'm actually trying to find what I can only name one movie that John Bon Jovi was in. So I was like, were there more? I um, and to be fair, the one he was in, I wasn't really mm. really crazy about. Was he in? Oh wow! I was wrong. Oh whoa!
0: So for those of you who are curious in going to that ceremony. The event will be on Saturday, April the fourteenth, held in Cleveland. Uh, I have not heard of when tickets will go on sale, so mm-hmm. we will. So if you're interested, um, go bother somebody and ask for tickets to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony.
2: Yeah, because they're that easy to get. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so um, okay, John Bon Jovi.
2: Wow. All right. I was, yeah I thought I mean, other than that I mean, a bad movie that really shouldn't You know Mm -hmm. But That's good Do
0: they televise that ceremony? They do What they do, or what they've done in the past Is they'll tape The ceremony Uh and, And then they will put it on HBO Probably in the summer And then they'll show the ceremony So it's not like some of the other Hall of Fames where when it happens that night they air live, so. But no, there will be video, or there will be footage and coverage of that, so.
1: Yeah.
2: Alright, well that's... That's good. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: So, Um, do you have another topic you want to bring up?
2: Well, yeah, actually, um, as, well, I'm sure everybody well knows, um, we might have talked about this last year, and I just did not remember, so if we have, I apologize, um, but the Super Bowl is in, um, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, it is. And... Yeah, it's, um, and, um, as Bill, I'm sure, has, uh, we've certainly watched it every year in our. Oh, yeah. Um, and, um, do you really, um, just, if not the game, you know, there's the halftime show, there's commercials, there's, um, you know, so just in general, what is memorable? Like, what, is your biggest stuff that stands out over the past since you've, you know, watched the Super Bowl all these years?
0: Oh, wow. Um, obviously there have been... I'll start as a sports fan. Um, for me, there have been very, very good games over the years, um, that I've watched. Um... I think the first one that I stayed up from beginning to end was Super Bowl 29 which was like 23 years ago. So um but the game there there have been like games that have been good, some that have been very good and some that have just been out of this world. So I'm I'm going to save everybody time on that cuz we're not here to talk about sports.
1: Right.
0: The commercials, the first one that really pops into my head, and I remember this because I used this as an answer for um, a test in fourth grade. And and I'm going to describe the commercial. And I want to see if you remember this, Danielle, Mm -hmm. and everybody else listening to this. There's a guy who, and it's for Pepsi. There's a guy who drives, stops to try to get a Pepsi, and he's in the desert, and he has a, he has a dollar bill. So he puts the dollar bill in, and it gets spit out. He puts the dollar bill back in, and it gets spit out. He puts it back in again, and it gets spit out. And then he puts it back in, and it's like he waits and waits and waits and waits, and he thinks he's finally got it. And then the dollar bill spits it out again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that was my first Super Bowl commercial that I remember. Um, there have been other good... Uh, there have been very good ones the last several years. One that I never understood where the controversy was, because to me there was no controversy, was for Budweiser last year. Yeah. Uh the story I th- I think it was Anheuser. I I don't remember which one it was. Coming to America. And it was, you oh,
2: know, Oh yeah, it was like an
0: immigration. Yeah. And I watched it and I'm like I don't see what the big deal is. It's just the story of this guy who comes to America and he ends up making beer. So there's that. Um Obviously, anything to do with the Clydesdale horses is a biggie. But the one that I think I remember the most, and it's probably going to be one that gets remembered for a long, long time, is the one for Chevy cars. Not Chevrolet cars. I should, I should say that, not Chevy's the Chevy the restaurant. Um, the God Made a Farmer commercial and it's just cuz you you remember sometimes they play on the on the radio the I can't think of the name of the show but the guy tells the story of the person and then at the end the person goes and that person ends up to be so and so you know that do, do you know what I'm talking about okay so that guy did an audio many, 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 many years ago and it was called God Made a Farmer. And just the way it went, it was, you know, there's no fireworks, it was just these down-to-earth homegrown American farmers. And, you know, it's just a story that's told and, then you know, it's just that's that's them. And it really gets, you know, with my dad because he grew up on a farm. hmm So, but there have been good commercials, but those are the ones that I instantly think of right away, are those. Yeah,
2: the one, the earliest one I can remember, like, there's probably been several, but... The earliest one I remember seeing during the Super Bowl, like, is... It's for Pepsi. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, um... There's three supermodels. Sydney Crawford, I think Tyra Banks or Naomi Campbell. Okay. And, oh, God, Kathy Ireland? But they're in the... they are three supermodels and they go to the hospital and they're in the um, maternity ward and there's this baby and I think the baby says, and, and one of them holding a Pepsi and the baby goes, Pepsi <laughs> and I don't know, but I just remember this commercial. I must've been about 12 when this aired and I remember seeing this and just, I don't know. Um, That one I remember, I remember the, what's up? Right. Guys, I remember that. I remember, well, I do also remember that as a teenager learning that when commercials air during the Super Bowl, they're much longer than when they actually air. And it drives me crazy because the long ones are usually the better ones. But, um... The Super Bowl that I will always remember the most that stuck out for me that was huge, and I probably mentioned this last year, so forgive me, um, is the 2001 Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That was huge because, first of all, I was 15 years old, um, lived, still live in Baltimore, grew up in Baltimore. The Ravens went to the Super Bowl. It's the first time the Ravens yeah. went to the Super Bowl. It was huge. We won. Huge. NSYNC sync and Britney Spears played the halftime show. Huge for me. Cause this was two thousand one. They were like big like huge at the time. So that was the big thing was oh my god, it's in The Aerosmith and Mary J. Blige, and I think somebody else was there.
0: Uh, I, uh, Nelly. Nelly was the other one.
2: Nelly. Sorry.
0: Sorry to all you Nelly fans out there.
2: I know. I don't know if Tony listens to... Yeah, Tony killed me a piece Um... Uh... So... Uh... That was a big deal. And then they did this Pepsi commercial with Britney Spears, where she... Because Britney Spears was the official spokesperson for Pepsi at mm-hmm. that time, and... They did this commercial called Pepsi for those who think young and it's Britney Spears throughout the decades. Like first she's singing and dancing in the 50s and she's drinking Pepsi in a malt shop and then she's a hippie drinking Pepsi at Woodstock and then she's like disco in the 70s. Like she goes through all these time periods and she's um, singing a song and doing this whole dance and it's like this fairy and I just was like so like enthralled by this. Oh, my God, it's Brittany. Um, <laughs> uh, there's another one. Um, I, I, I laugh at the stupidest things. There's one where a Volkswagen falls out of a tree. I don't know why I thought that was funny for some reason. But for, I don't know if it's a Volkswagen or if it's a, it's a Mini Cooper. It's one of those little cars, and it falls <laughs> out of a tree. And then there's this other one, which just had me telling was um this guy um his he's graduating from high school and his parents buy him a mini fridge but their neighbors got like a sports car or something and the sports par- car parks in front of the mini fridge so the guy starts flipping out thinking that he's got the car to the point where like he proposes to his He's like yes this is the best day of my life the best day ever and then the car puzzle. I, I don't remember what the commercial was for, actually, to be honest. Yeah. That's how most Super Bowl commercials are, you don't know what the product um, what it's for, but, um, that one was funny. There's there's another one where, um, the big, the, the, she gives, she's in labor. Oh, for Doritos, right? A bag of Doritos.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh God, that was so good.
2: My mother like was so weirded out, but I just lost it. Cause it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then there's another one about that has Super Bowl babies, where yes. these babies were con- during the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, like the 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 team that wins the Super Bowl. And it's like, these are the kids that were born nine months after our team won the Super Bowl. So, um... Now, I thought of... Not not to cut you off. I actually thought of one when you were talking.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and there is a story to this one. It was Super Bowl... Oh, I want to say... 42? Yeah, that sounds about right. And it was the one where New England was undefeated, and they were going for the perfect season. They were going for the perfect record, 19-0. Yeah. Hell of a game, by the way. And the Giants ended up winning that game. So the first commercial they show after the game is... Here are the 1972 Miami Dolphins. Still the only undefeated team in NFL history. And there is this moving truck that goes by. And it's the Giants. And like at the end of the commercial, it's like, Oh, thank you guys. So, there is a story to that. They did two commercials that one and the one that never aired the one that never aired was going to be played if the patriots had won that game and it was going to be them joining the you know the 72 dolphins and then the line was supposed to be well there goes the neighborhood and i think that i think that commercial is online i'm going to i'm going to look that up um 'Cause like I I remember hearing that the next day and it's like Oh my god, could you imagine if that had you know, if that had been the commercial instead of the other one that aired. I think it was for Nike. Yeah. Um, the
2: one there there's one that I still remember. There was another one where Jay Leno is in a car and he races somebody. Oh God, I can't remember who. But it was this really long commercial. I think it might be Jerry Seinfeld. I could be wrong. Right. Uh, but he, that that cracked me up. There's one where the Betty White Snickers one, uh, where this where the guy is playing football, and he turns into Betty White and he eats the Snickers and he calms down. <laughs> There's a similar, there's another one. They go does the same thing, but more people remember the Betty White one. And the funny thing was, was that there were like people from like my generation or around, maybe a little younger, who had no clue who the heck Betty White was and thought that this was what made her famous. Like, mm-hmm. No. Like they thought she was like the rapping grandmother from the Wedding Singer. That like she just got, there's like this old lady who just got famous off a Super Bowl commercial. I was like no. Yeah. Like really.
0: Okay, so I just found, um, I just found the commercials. Uh
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, if you want to see the Giants one, you just type in, and this is on YouTube, Giants, comma, welcome to Perfectville. If you want to see the Patriots one, the one that never made it to TV, you type in Perfectville Patriots win.
2: Yeah.
0: So, so if you, if you want to catch those.
2: And then there was an episode... Um, oh, yeah, I found another one. I was looking for the commercial that, um, Jay Leno was in, but I can't find... Oh, I did find it. Uh, but there's another one. Um, there was one... Yeah, it was Jerry Seinfeld. He was racing. Um... I forgot
0: about another one. Um, the Patriots and the... Maybe it was... Was it the Patriots and the Colts? It was the 2010 Super Bowl. Oh. Um, ooh. That would have been the Saints. Saints.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah, because that's the one where we all got snowed in and we had like the epic record snowfall.
2: Okay. There's a Super Bowl commercial where Oprah's sitting on the couch with David Letterman, and he's got on a Colts jersey, and she's eating popcorn, and they're eating popcorn, and he's, she's like, what's wrong? He's like, he's here. And then you look over the couch, and there's Jay Leno on the other side of the couch. Hmm. <laughs> that one cracked me up, too. Um, yeah. I guess I, I, I thought it was the... Yeah. Uh, there, there's a I mean
0: there have been of
1: them.
0: Yeah. And and I'll be honest because you had mentioned the halftime show from Super Bowl 35, I don't really yeah. I don't really watch the halftime act because it's nobody that I like, you know? Like when they give me an act or a performance that I will like, I will watch it. Like I think the I think the last one I watched, and this is within the last gosh, fifteen plus years, is probably the Katy Perry one because I was trying to push a hashtag for me and Katy Perry to get together, but now that she's gone batshit crazy, you know, um uh that that hashtag has pretty much died, so you know.
2: Yeah, I watched um well, the, like I said, 35 I watched because that was huge for me. There's a few that I have watched um, just because Bruno Mars I watched. Prince I watched. I remember Prince did it one year. I watched mm-hmm. Prince. I watched Beyoncé. Yeah. I, I I just watched it because it was on. I, I think she's actually very overrated.
0: Thank you. Thank actually. you. That's why she's going to ruin the Lion King movie.
2: I am not here to offend anybody who likes her. And I'm not saying that I don't think she can sing, because I think she has a very good singing voice. I just think that her fans are just like... That her fans who act like she's God just drive me crazy.
0: Beyoncé's going to ruin the Lion King movie. It's
2: like, no, like it's like Queen Bey, all hail Queen Bey. I'm like, yeah, okay...
1: (laughs) Hey, you! In the front! Sit the boy down!
2: <laughs> but I do think that she can sing very well. I will say that. She is a very... Lately, though, I feel like she just puts out anything. But if you it's her like, ego. listen to the soundtrack from Dream Girl, she can sing very Oh,
0: well. I'm not taking that away. I think she's a good singer, just like I feel Whitney Houston's a good singer. It's just... My thing with Beyoncé is... She buys into her own hype.
2: My and, other thing was there were girls in Dusty... Sh- the other girl in Destiny's child, Kelly and Michelle, I thought they could sing too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just her.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: I liked Kelly. <laughs> I liked Michelle and the other uh, and Fair and Latoya and Latavia, which yeah, ask people if they remember them.
0: <laughs> and then and then when Last year when, you know, they posted the picture of her pregnant Beyonce.
2: Yeah, that was weird.
0: My only thought was this clip that I hear on a podcast all the time and I will reenact my version of it. I was thinking, who cares? Yeah, it's just, yeah. So, I mean, yeah.
2: I watched, but yeah, I watched her do it. I watched, I watched Lady Gaga last year and I thought she did a great job because holy crap. She's, like, running around stage doing costume changes, and, and this is, like, all live. And you, mm-hmm. know, you could tell, like, as she's singing, you could hear her voice was, like, she was almost out of breath. Right. And that just blew my mind. I was like, oh, my God. You know, Lady Gaga, I thought, did a great job. I liked her. I You know, there were some people who it, felt like she wasn't political enough, but I'm like, whatever. This is the Super Bowl. This isn't, you know, the you, best. you don't have to make... People feel like you have to make every time there is some sort of live show on television. You have to do that. No, you don't.
0: That's why I'm not watching the Oscars this year.
2: Yeah, that's why. Oh I,
0: my God, the.
2: I, o- just I just don't watch award shows. Now, what they? I don't have an issue with what they're doing. I get why they're doing
0: it. Oh, do you mean the 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 Me Too? You mean the whole Me Too movement?
2: I exactly get why they're doing Oh, it.
0: God, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all for that.
2: I just don't like watching award shows because half the time there's only one person who's nominated that I care about, and I have to sit through three hours to get to it. That's why I don't watch award shows. It has nothing to do with, you know, anything else. I just... I It's usually... Because like, the kind of movies I like are like comedies, and they rarely ever get nominated for Oscars, like, right. ever. So I just... So half the time it's just, oh, I'm watching it to see what somebody wore, but I could just look online and do that.
0: Like, and the other thing this- and the other thing, and and I said this to my family recently, because Meryl Streep got nominated for her fifty-seventh Academy Award. I'm making that number up, obviously. Um but she did get recently nominated for an Oscar. She rubbed me the wrong way last year at the Golden Globes. And I had this discussion when I used to do the sports card or the scorecard podcast. And how she was saying how, you know, we gotta save the arts because, you know, if we don't, then we'll have mixed martial arts and that's not really art. And I read that and I'm you know and I thought to myself, Lady, there there is art in sports there's a lot of art in different things it doesn't have to be acting you know like there there's art in different things you just got to look into it like there is an art form for podcasting you know there is an art form for um romantic novels there's an art form in every single thing
2: I think the- problem is that a lot of these schools put a lot of money into the sports programs, which I get. I'm not...
1: Right, right.
2: It's just that they don't put as much into the art programs, which they should. Which they should. And people tend to fight about, get upset about that, but instead of just getting upset about that, they they just knock the whole concept of sports programs.
0: I, I look at it as... The performance of the athletes. I'm looking at that more than anything else. That's all I'm saying.
2: And, yeah, so I think that um that they have... um Yeah, but no, I just don't watch awards. Sh- like, I'm not watching the Grammys. Also, in the age of social media, you don't really need to watch an award show because you just go on your newsfeed and, like, there's, like, posts. I mm-hmm. just follow along with it. <laughs> you you know, like there's tons of award shows I don't watch because I got like ten people on my friends list who are watching it and they're commenting
0: right are and <laughs> and like they're gonna and, like some of these awards, you know, they're they're gonna already announce the winner because you know some of these don't even make it onto the show. You know,
2: yeah, there's all those technical award shows that air before the actual show. And if you follow, like, IMDB's Facebook page, like, every time there's an award show, they post who wins. as soon as it happens. So you really don't need them. Yeah. I I just, yeah. So I don't really watch um, award shows anymore for that very reason because it's just, um, I used to watch, and like I said, I watched them all the time when I was growing up because we had on social media where I told you, like, right after it happened. I really, you know, I don't really see... And I would watch them because I wanted to see the person, you know, my favorite TV show cast. But I got to wait to get through all these other awards for shows I don't watch
1: right. to
2: get to them. And I just was like, well, now I I can just look it up on YouTube. I really,
1: really. Yeah. yeah
2: I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not an award show. I,
0: I just think... Well, I think I mean I just think with award shows in general like the only one I would watch are the Oscars. Although I'm not watching them this year because my thought is and rightfully so it's probably going to folk it's going to make fun of you know the all the you know abuse in Hollywood that have been discovered and and I figure that's what it's going to be. But also at the same time and it's like you brought up It's always going to be political BS. I am not here to watch an award show to hear about what some second rate makeup designer feels about our current government. That's not what I'm here for. You are here to you're here to receive an award, you're to thank the people, and then get off the stage.
2: And also I imagine just how, un- and it's just going to be uncomfortable, which I can understand why it's uncomfortable. I mean, certainly, if I were treated the way they were treated, I wouldn't want to get all dressed up and put on a, you know, go to award show. And, but they have to, or they feel like they have to, and you could just tell how uncomfortable they feel being there. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I couldn't, no. It, it's just, uh, that too. Um, And then, they have to go to the red carpet and get interviewed and you can tell like just how they just don't want to talk up because you know, the red carpet interviewers have to ask, ask them generic like upbeat questions and you can just tell they're like, oh, like you know, I don't care. I'm not here for this. So yeah, though, no, it's just, there's really no point. And, um, um, but I, I totally get though why they're angry and they have every right to be angry. Yeah. That I
0: don't have a problem with. Um, real quick, and I know we said we, you know we don't we're not gonna watch award shows. I want to okay. bring up the Razzie Awards, which for those Did of you
2: they, t- they don't
0: telecast that. I, well, I know, they but it's still should. fun, you know. They should. It's still <laughs> funny. Um, for those who don't know what that is, they're basically. The Anti Academy Awards, where instead of recognizing the best, they recognize the worst movies of the year. Um, the latest Transformer movie, The Last Night, is up for nine categories. They're up for all nine of the major categories for the Razzie, which includes the worst picture of the year.
2: Actually, I was just reading that Jennifer Lawrence got nominated for Razzie and people were trying to get them to revoke it because they felt like she didn't
0: deserve it. Well, it doesn't mean that she's going to win the
2: award, you know. I do not mean like, well, no, there were like fans of hers who were like, how dare you nominate her for, and I'm like, the Razzies does not mean that the person is just a bad actor.
0: It's just they had a bad role. It's just they were
2: in a movie that wasn't that great. Like Halle Berry's won an Oscar and a Razzie for heaven's sake.
0: Like, okay, I, mean, I, I want to read you real quick the movies that are up for Worst Picture, and maybe we'll talk about this on a future Nostalgia Crew.
2: I haven't really seen a lot of recent movies, but yeah. But have- no, I mean,
0: like maybe next month we'll we'll go in time and look at all the Worst Picture winners from the Razzies. Right. So. Uh, the movies that are up for Worst Picture of the Year, Baywatch, mm. The Emoji Movie, well that's my vote right there, I didn't yeah, get to see yeah, it, but yeah. Fifty Shades Darker, mm. The Mummy, and Transformers The Last Night.
2: I forgot they remade The Mummy.
0: <laughs> so it's The
2: Emoji Movie I definitely agree
0: with. That would get my vote. That just would get my vote.
2: And
0: make it that movie about? <sighs> yep. Um, Alright, so I, I want to tell you guys a story uh, that happened today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were starting to clean out our basement, which for those of you who don't know is my little studio. This is where I record all my podcasts, basically. So I got the assignment of going through this bin of videotapes and basically deciding which ones to keep, which ones to get rid of. Mostly they were gotten rid of. The first one that I saw, and, I, and what I mean by saw, I mean I watched a few minutes of it, then I fast-forwarded through the rest. Was an episode of the Incredible Crash Test Dummies.
2: Oh, I didn't know that was a show. I just remember the commercials.
0: No, they had a cartoon, and oh boy, it was, it was quite bad. It was quite, quite bad. Um, so as I went through uh, a couple tapes, ended up not working, so you know they were done. There were some that we didn't need. Um, I mean, I was just going through my childhood, you know, some of this stuff. Like, I watched a little bit, and I want to see if Danielle knows of this one. Speaking of Barbie from earlier, Barbie and the Rockers.
2: Oh, yes. That was a classic in our house. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we did. We only had the first part, because apparently it was a two-part movie, but we only had the first part. But, oh my god, my sister found it on YouTube and showed it to her fiancé, and he's just like, what? But when we were growing up, that was like one of our favorite things to watch. And it's basically, it's the 80s, it was 87 or whatever. Yeah. You could tell by looking at it, it's the 80s, just how she's dressed now. Um, but it's about Barbie, Ken, and their friends have a rock band. Yep. You, rock, the term rock is used very loosely here, Mind. Oh,
0: God, very loosely.
2: Very loosely. Okay. But they have a band that plays cover songs. Well, I didn't know there were cover songs until years later, but when I was a kid I thought these were their original songs. But anyways, they are the first rock band to perform in our
1: city. Yep.
2: But it is the weirdest thing. Like, they go to... No, oh no, they go into outer space to perform the first concert for World Peace. Yes. So I guess because they did this concert, World Peace is now achieved. I, I don't really understand it.
0: Yeah, it's weird, because Barbie gets named, like, a World Ambassador of Peace.
2: In outer space?
0: And then she gets invited to a, a ball and she goes to ken and she's like ken will you be my prince charming and it's
2: like oh, pleasure.
0: it's like oh jesus I've,
2: yes i've seen this movie way too many times um <laughs> no this song, but they I, I, Also, if you are a 60s rock fan of the British Invasion, you do not want to watch this movie because literally every song they cover in this movie.
0: <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> had the list, too. Hold on, I could tell oh, you.
2: Yeah, because the song she's getting ready to for the dance to that I actually liked growing up, <laughs> it turned out to be a Beatles song <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, oh my god, I did like, oh jeez. <laughs> So,
0: here are the songs from that episode. Um, there's the only original one, Barbie and the Rockers, Catch Us If You Can, Best yes. best Friends.
2: Actually, no, I think that was their song, too, because I don't remember hearing that anywhere. Uh,
0: I'm Happy Just to Dance With You.
2: Those are the Beatles.
0: Do, do You Believe in Magic, Reaching for the Stars... And everybody rock.
2: Oh, Reach for the Stars, everybody rock were originals too, but Do You Believe in Magic was. Yeah, that's a Love and Spoonful. And Catch Us If You Can is a group called the Dave Clark Five. I think part of the British invasion in the 60s. I could. It was around that time era, but yeah, you. (laughs) Um. I just remember she, like, at the end of... At the beginning of the movie, Barbie had just finished a world tour and had been literally everywhere. <laughs>
1: yes!
0: And it's like, there's the, the, the stupidest headlines. It's like, oh, Russian people,
1: embrace Barbie! <laughs> like, she's
2: literally... Like, the, I mean, even... Anybody can tell you that when an artist announces a world world tour, it doesn't mean they go literally every single place.
1: (laughs) Remember
0: the the Barbie concert in Cambodia?
2: (laughs) And also, keep in mind that this movie came out in 87, so the Berlin Wall was still up. So, like, we have to, like, kind of... But in the world of Barbie, because the way that they phrase this, she has literally been everywhere.
1: Yes.
2: (laughs) And so they're like, Barbie, you've been on a world tour. Where will you do next? And she's like, I want to be the first rock ever to perform in outer space. And Ken's like, outer space, outer space really barbie what's it it's so and then of course she goes to outer space in like a pink spaceship and like they have like a dressing room and then (laughs) it's just the weirdest movie and then like her they're like um getting ready for the concert and like her friend's hair is in the shape of a star and it's really weird and it's just a weird movie
0: yeah
2: my sister like, another part where they, like, go back in time or something, and it was even weirder, but I didn't
0: see that one, um, but... So, yeah, um, I, so, yeah, there were some that I kept, and then the rest I threw out because they weren't in good condition or we didn't care, like, I felt bad when, like, the last tape I, I think it was the last tape was Puff the Magic Dragon, and I felt so sad because I'm thinking, oh, I used to watch this all
2: the time. I just knew the song. I didn't really saw anything.
0: Really? You've never seen the cartoon? I think yeah. you'd like that. Burgess Meredith is Puff the Magic Dragon in those. Oh. So. But yeah, it's a, you know, had to part with some. Actually, one of the tapes that I found, Danielle, that uh, we reviewed in the past was the Disney Halloween, the uh, DTV one.
2: Oh, yeah, we have... I have that. My dad originally, like, recorded it when it originally aired on TV, so we have that.
0: So, yeah, I mean, there were some parts of me today that was like, oh, I'm glad we got rid of those. And then there's other parts of me that are like, there goes my childhood.
2: Yeah, it is... um, We don't really have a... We do have a VCR in our house, but I'm sure the picture quality is just terrible. But, um, yeah, we have all these tapes of things, and um, we have with old commercials and Simpsons episodes. We have a lot of Simpsons episodes. Hmm. Um, Because I try to DVR the Simpsons because every few years or so fxx runs every simpsons ever and i always try to record all the ones i like and but because our cable's like really crazy so Mm -hmm. i have to get a new dvr machine so i couldn't keep them and um and also they announced they're gonna stop releasing the simpsons on dvd so i can't get the episodes which is kind of sad i
0: thought they Um, were putting out like some season like new seasons that hadn't been put out before
2: they did, but then they decided they're going to stop releasing them in DVD and do them. They said they're going to try to find another pl- platform for them, but they haven't done it yet. So they they stopped at like oh god twenty. It was pretty. It was past twenty that they stopped. Yeah. It was a. It was in there, and um, I was really sad because The Simpsons. I'm a huge, huge fan of DVD commentary. The Simpsons was one of the few where every single episode had commentary. And if you think of how long The Simpsons has—it it, will still running—and how many hours of comment, like I think they said Matt Groening had the record for like the longest amount of DVD commentary.
0: <laughs> I'd believe that. I would
2: believe that. You have to keep in mind The Simpsons has been on the air for almost thirty years every single episode, it's about 20 episodes a season. <laughs> yeah. And, and the movie. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty amazing, and I, I actually enjoyed um, doing that, but we had a few episodes of The Simpsons that we taped off of Fox when they first aired. Yeah. Um, my dad has the one where Homer and Marge first meet. In fact, that's the first flashback episode they ever did. We have that one. We have one where Bart's born. We have, and then when I was in high school, I started taping all, and The Simpsons started rerunning every day. I started taping all my favorites as well. So, um, I have the one where Skinner and Krabappel get engaged because I just thought it was hilarious. Um, oh, that's one of my favorites. Oh, God, I forgot what it was. Oh, Special Edna, that's the name of it. It's called Special Edna. That was one of my favorites. Um, I think I recorded Alone Again, Natural Diddly, where Maude Flanders gets killed off by a T-shirt cannon, which... Um, <laughs> and then... Um, oh, the one where the bus driver dumps his girlfriend, or his girlfriend. yeah altar and she becomes the simpson moves in with the simpsons and it's basically a parody of the hand that rocks the cradle and um I also have behind the laughter
0: that's a good one
2: that was a good one um we had oh god there was another there, there were oh yeah new kids on the black I think I recorded that one too because I was a huge, well, like I said, I was a huge InSink fan, so InSink and The Simpsons, that was a big deal. Yeah, um, yeah there, there were quite a few I had. Oh, yeah, I also recorded um, Faith Off, the one where Bart becomes, like, an evangelist and uses, like, a um, tent that he, um, that, that somebody was having a house fumigated, so yeah. Bart uses a, t- a termite tent mix makes evangel- a revival tent and, um i thought that was pretty funny um yeah there there were quite a couple of them that i had um recorded uh that i just thought oh actually i did record skinner and krabappel's wedding because i remember it, the night it aired because the night it aired my family had gone out to dinner and i was so excited because I was like, oh my god, they're, they're finally getting married. Oh, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. It was called My Big Fat Geek Wedding or something. Yeah, I
0: remember that.
2: So I recorded it and was so pumped. Like, yay, yeah, yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. And then I went home and watched it and they didn't get married. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, no.
1: <laughs> I was so upset.
2: <laughs> um,
0: and it never yeah. happened.
2: This was the days before internet spoilers, too. <laughs> very true.
0: Very that was
2: very, very true. true. So like, um, yeah. But yeah, I had quite a couple of them. Um, but the special Edna one I remember the most because Richard, little Richard, guest starred, and that was during the era of. This will also tell you how old this episode is. Mm-hmm. They were they had a cell phone commercial used to air on TV for camera phones. Camera phones had just come out at mm-hmm. the time. And Little Richard was at a bowling alley, and he throws, like, a tantrum, and somebody takes a picture with him on his camera, he's like, who took the picture of Little Richard? And he's, like, flipping out, and that's the commercial, but there's an episode of, um, where he's, um, special Edna, he, Bart, nominates Mrs. Carbafel for Teacher of the Year and for some reason Little Richard's the MC of the ceremony and Homer goes Purple Rain Purple Rain and he tells him to shut up he's like Michael Jackson told me to shut up up. (laughs) (laughs) that's like probably one of my favorite episodes because they they go to they go to epcot instead of disney world yeah really ticked off that they have to go to epcot i've never been to epcot but i guess people hate it i don't know <laughs> but it, it's any but yeah we have we have simpsons episodes we have um i have a couple of happy days episodes because i loved happy days at one point hmm. i was obsessed with that um so whatever, so it reran, ran and I taped a few episodes of that. I taped, I taped the movie Beach Blanket Bingo, which was really weird. <laughs> um, I do not recommend watching that movie. <laughs> it's a weird movie. I taped that. I taped, uh, I taped 10 things. I taped a lot of movies when they aired on HBO because I thought I did, I didn't click that. Oh yes, they will be airing like
1: mm-hmm. six
2: times a month. So, you don't really need to tape this, but, yeah. Right. But, my goal now is I'm trying to get everything that I had on VHS on DVD, but now we're moving into Blu-ray, so I'm thinking maybe I should get it on Blu-ray.
0: Eh. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and there. see.
2: <laughs> yep. Are you doing that, or do you um still, like, are there, like, movies that you have on VHS that you're, like, trying to get on, like, a newer format or
0: mm, we haven't gotten that far yet um i know i had brian over here once uh brian rochester the unofficial librarian of the nostalgia crew mm-hmm. um and we were talking about you know doing that my dad and him were and he was saying how like they're i think, I think they were starting to do it with blu-ray so i don't know we'll, we'll figure it out at some point because yeah. there are some that I really want to
2: keep. Because so. I was in the process of getting stuff on DVD and this man at the store said, well, you know, Blu-ray is getting really popular, so you might want to get it on Blu-ray. And I got Cinderella on Blu-ray and just the picture quality just blew my, mind, just completely like, whoa. Wow. So um, I'm definitely going to try and look into getting a lot of stuff on Blu-ray. Plus they're easier to store.
0: Mm-hmm. For- yeah, they're smaller, they're thinner.
2: Smaller, so you don't
0: have to get, like, those big DVD racks, which I can't find in a lot of places anymore. <laughs> Alright. Um. So I tell you what, folks. Why don't we listen to the telephone, see who that is on the other end, and then not answer it, because it'll probably be for somebody else. Um, there we go. Um. There we go. So now it's time... <laughs> For us to go into, and this is becoming, or it's going to become a yearly thing, this is our second rendition, of the future of nostalgia. Now what Danielle and I did last year, and I had fun doing this, was we each picked one thing, either it'd be a TV show, a movie, an artist, a video game, whatever. That we feel that in 20 plus years, when we're older and we're not doing podcasts anymore, or at least one of us not doing podcasts anymore, um, you know, other people will talk about it. Now, last year, and I wanted to do this real quick, and maybe we could give everybody a fresh update on what has happened since we chose those. Yours was This Is Us. This was last year. Right. Mine was The Loud House. Um, Why don't you, for those who don't watch the show, give a quick update on what's going on with the show and if it's still going?
2: Oh, yeah, it's still going. There's a bit of a controversy going on right now. Uh, Actually, it's really funny that you mention it because... This year, This Is Us will be has the honor of being the Super Bowl leadout show. So mm-hmm. if you watch the Super Bowl this year, This Is Us is going to air after a Super Bowl special lead-out show. So, although if you are a fan of This Is Us and you know what is going to happen, you might be best off DVRing it and then watching it later due to the emotional content because that is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> but This Is Us... I guess I can talk about it and give spoilers. Yeah. Gonna talk okay. This is us is a show about these the Pearson family and Kate and Kevin and their adopted brother Randall. And you see in the present day, Kate, Kevin, and Randall, their lives and whatnot. And they have, you know, they lead three distinct lives, and sometimes their stuff overlaps because they're family. But then you see them in the past as well. And each episode contains like a flashback sort of told in the past of how and you see how these events shape who they are as adults in a way. And their mother, who is still a lot who's is played by Mandy Moore, which is kind of hilarious because Mandy Moore is younger than them all in real life. But you see her mostly in the flashbacks. You see her in present day with like old age makeup on, but mm-hmm. you see her in the flashbacks mostly too. And um, the kicker is that their father, who's played by Milo Ventimiglia, I'm, he was on Heroes. I didn't watch Heroes, but I know a few people in Gilmore Girls. But anyways, um, he's dead in the present day. So you don't know that until a few episodes in. But now most of the people who watch the show know this. And so it's like given um but a lot of controversy and a lot of things have been built around how did he die you know and there's a whole this hype and how did he die how did he die but recently um we were given a few clues as this season progresses which is in season two um and one of the clues given was that there was a house fire there's fire burned down the house when they were the kids were teenagers and so we just found out on Tuesday this week's episode that the fire was started by a faulty crockpot that just now this crockpot was over 20 years old and it had a faulty switch on it when they got it 20 years ago. So yeah. it was given that this could happen. And we're going to find out more details after the Super Bowl, but what happened was this show, because this show is so huge and such a huge hit, that there were people, like, yelling, oh, my God, I am never using a Crock-Pot again. <laughs> oh my like, I am throwing out my Crock-Pot. And now the Crock-Pot Corporation has been getting, like, their customer service department has been dealing with all these people, like, oh, no. And they've had a release statement saying, you know, it, it's safe for, you know. And even the creator of the show is like, it is a fictional, faulty, 20-year-old faulty crockpot. <laughs> like, and let's not, you know, do justice to, you know, fault all these bad working crock pots And people are like, if you've had a crockpot for more than 20 years, you probably should throw it out. But if it's a new one, you know, yeah. it, it's fine. But... And then I think I even read a rumor that their stock fell 20%. I don't know if that's true or not, but that would be really bad. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so there's a lot of hate towards crockpots among the fandom of this We need
0: stuff. to have segregation of crockpots.
2: Yeah, and just like a lot of people are very angry and it's just it's ridiculous, but it's a um, but yeah no the show I think is still going to be is still I do feel like is the is still the future of nostalgia because like um it <laughs> it, it has a very huge fan base it has a very um very big um I I, I watch it in a discussion group live every week
0: right
2: like and it, it's like um it's a big deal, and I like that because I feel like in an age of streaming and all kinds of things, we don't have that anymore. Where people all watch a show when together, it is. yeah. We don't, so it's it's great that I you know we still have that in a way. So yeah.
0: All right. Um, with Loud House. Um their second season actually I think was a year-long second season. Um some things happened. Um the I, I think the big one was that Ronnie Ann and Bobby, who Bobby was Lori or is Lori's boyfriend, and Ronnie Ann is Lincoln's friend even though some of them are like uh oh, stop messing with your girlfriend and they're like "Yeah, no my girlfriend well they moved uh they moved to another city but they're still in contact um so that was the big one from um uh, this past year the other one and I, i'm i'm a little surprised this didn't get a lot of talk i thought this would was that at the end of one cartoon, we find out, and it was a very good cartoon, by the way, that Luna had a crush on a girl named Sam. And, you know, because we got to remember, this is Nickelodeon, and but I'm glad we're now in an age where, you know, we're not going crazy over, um, you know, what people can and can't do, so I thought it was really good. Um, They've been, they've still been very popular. Their third season just started uh, last week, so um, it's still very popular, still very successful, um, and right now I think it's the best thing going on Nickelodeon, and maybe one of the few best things that's going on in all of cable television. So so I think I made a a good choice in picking that last year, and I I think you and I both did. And look at how successful they both are going right now.
2: Oh, very much so, yeah.
0: All right, so um, with that out of the way, we now are going to give our choice for what we think will be the future of nostalgia for what we think will continue on people talking about in many, many, many years. So, uh, I guess I'll go first. Yeah, I think that's good, idea. Okay. I honestly did not have a choice for a while after we had recorded um, our last episode. Because I had no idea what it was going to be. But, huh?
2: Oh, hold on a sec. Just hold
0: on a quick sec. Oh, okay. Now I'm... Um, so anyway, um. Ah, I'm messing up here. So anyway, while I, I was at the movies right before the holiday break, and I ended up going to see this movie. And this movie was so good. I mean, it was just unbelievably good that towards the end, I actually had to hold tears towards the end of the movie. And my choice for the future of nostalgia is the movie Wonder. And the movie stars Julia Roberts, Owen Wilson, and Jacob Tremblay. And this is a movie about a young boy who was born with this condition to where his face looked completely different and they had to do many different, you know, surgeries and stuff. And he ends up having, like, he he ends up going to a public school for the first time as a fifth grader and it's just all these ups and downs of, you know, what he goes through, what the family goes through, and it's just so good. Like, I had said after that movie had ended, and, pardon me, and it is true still to me, that... This was the best movie I saw all year in 2017. Mm -hmm. And there were some good movies that I went to see, but this one was the absolute best movie I saw all year. Um, It's unfortunate that it did not get a lot of uh, Academy Award nominations. It only got one for Best Makeup and Hairstyling, which... I think's got a good shot of probably picking up an award there. But this movie was so good, and I remember after the movie, somebody said that they felt that this movie should be shown to every 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th grader, you know, because there there is a little bit of, you know, message about bullying, but... It's still a fantastic movie. You, and it's based off a book. And you root for this kid. You want this kid to succeed. You want him to get through. And I'm not going to give away the ending. But it's just a really, really great performance You know, by everybody in it. Um, and I hope that this is a movie that many people... People get to see once it comes out on DVD or on demand or whatever and I hope that many more people continue or get to fall in love with this movie like I did Mm
1: -hmm.
0: alright so Danielle what do you
1: have
2: Um, it was a little tough because um, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's on, and this is going to sound really weird Mm -hmm. because this has been on for years and you probably still, you know, and it'll probably still be like this years later, but I want to say and like I said, this is going to sound weird because it already is nostalgic, but I was going to say Saturday Night Live because there's so much this year alone that has happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, not just this year, the past year, in January alone, that has happened, that Saturday Night Live, some of the stuff that's happened, this just... Like, if you go on the TV Tropes, there's, like, an entry for, like, the last season by itself. Yeah. Just to describe. Um that
0: I think people will still be talking about Saturday Night Live. I watched last week on YouTube um, the skit where they did, like, the alternate intro to The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. And it was so funny. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Um, And it's like will smith's character ends up going into protective services by the fbi and then he gets taken by the yakuza and it's just so funny but no those are that's a good choice i i honestly didn't think about snl because you're you're right you know it's been on for 40 plus years but it's still relevant yeah, it's very, very much it. relevant um all right well uh i think on that note we should get into the best part of these episodes and that is when we pick our movies and albums for the month mm-hmm. so um Danielle, do you have your movie for this month? Um,
2: yeah, I think so. Um, one of, God, because it's been a while, um, I have to, I'm going to check to see if I pick this one. Yeah. (laughs) Because, um, I always do this, I forget that, um.
1: Um
0: on. as the world waits to see if Danny... yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> it looks like I didn't pick it. Okay. okay. If I have, I apologize. It just was it wasn't on the list so, so all right. Um my um This um well just in the movie. Movie's called Parenthood. Now a lot of people when they think of Parenthood, they think of the T V show, which this is kinda loosely which this is loosely based off of. But Parenthood the movie is actually funnier than the show because it's got Steve Martin and Rick Moranis in it, which alone makes it funny. Um Steve Martin, Rick Moranis. Um, one of the kids is played by, um, she grew up a few years later, or when she got older a few years later, she played Trixie in Prom Child 2, which is also one of my favorite movies. And, um, it's a very funny. And Keanu Reeves also plays the, um, this was long before, I think he, I think he had did Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but that was like probably the one thing he was famous for at the time. He wasn't really that huge yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, Diane Reese who was in foot she's on a show now called life and peace yes so and that is
0: very cool. good
2: yeah which is very similar to this movie actually but um she was in but she at that time had been was famous for being footloose and um, uh, who else uh, Jason Robards uh, a lot yeah so it, anyways but basically, the movie is about, um, there's the, God, I forgot. Buckmans. They're the Buckman family. Mm-hmm. In the TV show, they're called The Bravemans. But in the, show, the movie, they're called The Buckmans. And it's three, um, no, it's two sisters or three sisters, I think. It's two sisters and two brothers. Um, Steve Martin's one brother. He's married. He has... Three kids, and he's basically, like, the workaholic, um, dad or whatever who's trying to make his family perfect, and it's just, like, you know, typical Steve Martin fashion. Right. He's fine, but it's, you know. Um, and then Diane Weiss plays another mother who has, uh, who's divorced, and she has a teenage <laughs> daughter who's out of control. Who, um, Keanu Reese plays her boyfriend, the teenage daughter's boyfriend, and then, like, she has a younger brother who's played by, um, I think it's joaquin phoenix yeah joaquin phoenix is the younger one he wasn't um but he's like a kid here. he's like 12 um and then um the other sister's married to rick moranis's character and he's like this crazy like college professor who is just like insistent on making their kid like a child prodigy but their kid is like four mm-hmm. and she's like doing stuff like studying mathematical equations, and she's just not acting like a kid. He's, yeah. like, making her deal with stuff, and just, like, he wants her to be, like, a member of Mensa, and she's, like, four, and it's just weird, and she's... So, and then there's another brother, their brother, Larry. <laughs> Larry shows up from, like, Vegas or whatever, and he has his son, um, whose name is Cole, and it's <laughs> just... And like, what? that's literally his name like the kids call the whole and they all right so they um so the whole movie is basically about them all going through parenting and and their their parents as well because their parents still have to deal with their younger you know their son has come back and they brought this other kid, and he brings brings his kid on him and it's all kinds of craziness, and just it's basically a slice-of-life comedy movie, mm-hmm. but it's a very funny movie, It and the TV show's different because the TV show, they made a lot of the kids older, and they added, like, a teenage girl to one of the families to give more drama, but in the movie, most of the kids are younger, or, like, little kids, so it's more of a family movie, but it's a very funny movie, and I highly recommend it, and um, it drives me crazy when people... Actually, it was there was a TV adaptation in the '90s that was much closer to what the movie version was at first, but that it, it wasn't as successful as the revival, which I just yeah, it, it wasn't the same. Like, but I highly recommend watch the movie version; it's hilarious.
1: Um, All
0: right, um, my movie for this month and um I actually had a little bit of a hard time picking one at first but then I was like well why don't I go back to some of the you know I was thinking of you know what did I get for Christmas um so my movie that I'm gonna pick and I'm gonna explain why I made this choice is a com is a musical comedy called Cannibal the musical I know this is a very good Christian family and friendly movie there um (laughs) No, the movie is, uh, about Alfred Pecker, who, for those of you who don't know, was the first person in U.S. history who was found guilty of cannibalism, and this is done by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the men who would do South Park, but it's done in a musical way, um, and this is... Most of what they tell is a true story. This is based on a true story. Um, I did a, a special episode of uh, Shark's Pond where, myself, or where Fro and I, we reviewed um, this movie. And I had never seen this movie before. And I was just so entertained by it because it wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be. And it was... Just very very entertaining. Um, like I said, it's not really a kid movie, not at all. But this is based on real life. This actually happened, and it's very well done. It's very low budget, but it's very well done. So if you wanna, if you want a movie that just is bonkers and all over the place but it's very good then I would recommend this movie Cannibal the Musical so um, we'll go from that to the album of the month and I'll start this time and I'm going to pull a page from Danielle's book where sometimes where she picks the movie she'll pick the soundtrack to the movie so I'm going to take the soundtrack from Cannibal the Musical and it's all the songs from the movie, which includes Spadoinkle, which is a fun song. It's a fun opening track. Um, that's all I'm asking for, the Trapper's song, and my personal favorite, and this is a much better snowman-related song than from Frozen, Let's Build a Snowman. Um... It's just fun to hear all those songs over and over again. It's very short. I think it's just a little bit over a half hour. But it's a very fun soundtrack. It goes very well with the movie. So I recommend for this month the soundtrack to the movie Cannibal the Musical. Okay. That's
2: interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... My album of the month is, it's a bit of a, um, I I grew up basically listening to this music, but um, it's um, Ace of Bass, The Sign, Um, because you're a kid in the 90s. It's really funny because the very first time I ever heard anything, from this was there's an episode of full house where Stephanie and her friends form a rock band Mm -hmm. and they sing the sign by Ace of Base. And I remember a few months later going to a birthday party at Skateland. This should tell you how 90s this is. And, um, and hearing the song and thinking, Oh my God, Stephanie's on the radio. (laughs) Um, But I just, this album just sort of gives you like this sort of, great um kind of 90s sort of vibe like the sign all that she wants don't turn around like it just I don't know it just sort of and I guess because I grew up I was a kid and it just sort of gives you this feeling like a lot of the albums I'm probably gonna pick this year kind of give me this feeling of being like seven years old and yeah cornflakes and watching Saturday morning cartoons like for some reason but Um, The sign just, I don't know, it just does that. And it's weird. And, I mean, like I said, if you weren't a kid at this time, you probably won't get the same type of feeling that I get from this. But, yeah.
0: All right. Well, we definitely went in opposite directions on that one, but that's fine because that's what we should do. That's what the show's about. Um, that's gonna do it, um, real quick, uh, follow the show on Twitter at, uh, Nostalgia Crew, is it 15 or 16, I'm trying to remember, uh, 15, yeah, there we go, Nostalgia Crew 15, I can't even remember my own, our own, uh, podcast Twitter handle thingy. Uh, uh, You can join our Facebook group. Just type in Nostalgia Crew. You're right there. You can join us and many other people and discuss all things nostalgia-related. And don't forget to visit my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Bill's World, of podcast where you can help in donating uh, not only this show, but many of the other podcasts that I do. Next month, Danielle, um, it's our Favorite holiday next month. Oh, boy. So you know what that means? Yeah. We get to review another Valentine special. Right. A- and it's the one I've waited the entire show to do from the very beginning. Because next month we're going to review DTV Romancing. Uh, oh, boy. That, that'll be fun! I used to watch that one all the time as a kid, so that'll be fun to watch. Plus, we'll go through the history, or not the history, but we'll go through some of the Worst Picture winners from the Golden Razzie Awards. And we'll, we'll have a lot more. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you guys again sometime next month.